Section 4 of Gautium Crucis, A Meditation for Good Friday by Walter Lowry. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Third Word Love When Jesus therefore saw his mother, and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour the disciple took her unto his own home. John 19, 26 and 27. Sine me non valet, nec dorabit, amixitia, nec est vera et mundo dilectio, quam ego non copulo. Thomas Arkempis. Love old and new. Mother and son, both these words mean love. Together they denote the family the home. Love is an old factor in human life. It was from the beginning, before all human beginnings, in fact, and the oldest love is mother love. How then can Christ proclaim love as a new commandment? Not only had love long been manifested in all the family relations, but it had long ago transcended these limits and made itself felt in a broader social sphere. The very words in which Jesus summarizes the Ten Commandments and which we introduce in our liturgy so emphatically, as that which our Lord Jesus Christ saith, are so far from being new that they are cited literally from Deuteronomy and Leviticus. St. John noted this paradox, and in his epistles he plays upon these words, old and new. In his second epistle he says, Not as though I wrote to thee a new commandment, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. In the first epistle, Likewise, he denies that it is new, yet adds at once, Again a new commandment write I unto you. He explains also the reason of its newness, though in figurative language which may not at once carry its meaning to the reader, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light already shineth. This means that in Christ there has come to us, and is coming, a new revelation of what love may be and is. In his gospel, reporting the words of Jesus, St. John conveys to us the same meaning in more specific terms. A new commandment give I unto you, that ye love one another, even as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. This commandment of Jesus is new for a twofold reason, because it is formulated for a new relationship, the Christian brotherhood, and because it is enjoined according to a new measure, as I have loved you. Jesus teaches his disciples that their love, like his, must transcend the limits of the narrower human relationships to which it had been confined, the family, the clan, or even race and nationality, and find its sphere in a universal society. Yet notwithstanding this increase of its objects, love is to suffer no loss of its intensity, for the constant measure of Christian love is Christ's love, a new and loftier measure love in excelsis for greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends thomas akempis says without me friendship is not firm or enduring nor is there any true and pure love which i do not join this does not mean that where we see love we may affirm it is no love because it is not in christ it means that where we see love we are to perceive a gift of god and it means, moreover, that Christ raises to a higher potentiality 
even the old love which was displayed from the beginning in the sweet offices of friendship and the dear relationships of the family christ recognized the primitive relationships and the aboriginal love which cements them he recognized fatherhood motherhood filial fraternal and conjugal love but he did not recognize them simply as they were and leave unchanged the constitutions of old time he hallowed them and raised them to the dignity of a sacrament perceiving in them an outward and visible reflection of divine relationships christ recognized the family and the family love marriage in contradiction to all ancient law and custom christ pronounced indissolvable since christ has raised all the commonest human duties to a sacramental dignity we may properly say that the marriage blessed by him becomes a sacrament it is no longer constituted by the will of the flesh in carnal appetite but undertaken with the resolute purpose of performing together at whatever sacrifice a social duty in the rearing of children primarily in the interest of the family but ultimately in the interest of society at large the state and the church christ recognizes the family love in all its varied relations he hallows it and makes it new but in so doing he also breaks its exclusiveness this new wine cannot be kept in old bottles but in breaking the bottles christ provides that not one drop of the precious liquor shall be lost for he provides that this great force which has been developed in the narrower sphere shall henceforth be available for the broader relationship of the christian brotherhood the family of god love is not mere liking and its limits are not set by mere kinship or likeness love is also something more than a pathological affection in its highest forms it is an expression of the will and hence it may be made the subject of a commandment such love as had hitherto been confined to the family christ made the law of his kingdom hence the family becomes the pattern of the kingdom of god it is instructive to inquire what was jesus's relation to his own family first of all we have the incident of his childhood related by st luke when he seemed entirely forgetful of his earthly parents who were seeking him for three days and finally found him in the temple there was a note of surprise in the boy's answer to his mother's complaint how is it that ye sought me did you not know that i must be in my father's house for the unique son of god and for all god's sons there are loftier obligations than that of filial obedience and broader social duties than those of the family but until such duties emerge the family is the natural sphere of the child's life and so it is said that he returned to nazareth with his parents and was subject unto them when jesus began his public ministry he broke off all relation with his family and was a man without a home contrasting himself in this respect even with birds and foxes when the early popularity of his preaching was past and the clouds of opposition became ominous the family authority was invoked and perhaps there was some thought of using force to bring him back to nazareth and save him from public disgrace then jesus publicly repudiated his family being told that his mother and his brethren were outside the crowded house in which he was teaching and were seeking to enter and claim him he replied who is my mother and my brethren and looking round on them which sat about him he saith behold my mother and my brethren 
for whosoever shall do the will of god the same is my brother and sister and mother jesus taught his disciples that upon occasion they must make the same renunciation and a certain man who would follow him he forbade to return even to bury his father jesus was already forming about himself a new family of those who were united in a common aim and service our lord's brethren did not come to believe on him till after his resurrection we have no notice that mary again appeared in his company till her mother love brought her to the foot of his cross there jesus forgetful of himself was concerned about his mother and took measures to restore the family life which he had broken up and to fill the place which he was leaving such was his regard for the family but why might not mary live with the brethren of jesus who if they were but her stepsons were bound by law and duty to support her that formed the natural family jesus however reckoned that the ties of a common faith and a common social purpose are stronger than the ties of kindred and from that hour the disciple took her unto his own home the word home is not found in our greek gospel the phrase there is simply unto his own but we rightly use in this place our strong english word for where son and mother are is home mother and son are the words jesus uses and without doubt he uses them in no weak and unreal sense they denote a sacred relationship a family which is established by mutual adoption jesus recognizes the family and he hallows it but he recognizes that the profoundest sacredness of that relation is constituted not according to the law of fleshly generation but according to the spirit by the will do you suppose that the sweet offices of motherhood and sonship were ever exercised more perfectly than by the blessed virgin and the beloved disciple god may not give to every one of us children after the flesh or he may take them away as from that mother who wept by the cross but upon every lonely heart which is capable of the sacred fire of motherhood or fatherhood he lays the injunction behold thy son would god there were no mother without a son what jesus here sets before us is a privilege as well as a duty but take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones inasmuch as ye did it not unto one of these least ye did it not unto me there are in this world so many lonely mother hearts and in the same world so many sons without a mother little ones for whom christ died for whom the world prepares so many stumbling blocks there need be no mother without a son folded by the will into the holy sacrament of motherhood sealed by the command of christ would god there were no son without a mother it is a duty which christ sets before us as well as a privilege i have said that the family is the pattern and norm of the church but we express christ's meaning better when we say with st paul that the heavenly is the pattern of the earthly and that it is our heavenly father after whom every fatherhood in heaven and on earth is named it is from him we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father all men are called to the privilege of this adoption but not all attain to it jesus himself contrasts the sons of this age with those that are accounted worthy to attain to that age who are equal to the angels and are sons of god being sons of the resurrection sonship implies likeness to the parent to realize our likeness to the heavenly father 
is the loftiest human achievement it demands not only the highest love but the broadest but i say unto you love your enemies and pray for them that persecute you that ye may be sons of your father which is in heaven for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust for if ye love them that love you what reward have ye do not even the publicans the same and if ye salute your brethren only what do ye more than others do not even the gentiles the same ye therefore shall be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect we may take it that in his third word from the cross our lord enforces the fundamental law of his kingdom there can be no doubt that christendom has not yet realized this law we display the old love to our friends who love us to our family and kindred but the broader love is not generally manifested least of all in the broadest relationships of political and commercial life but if we ask the question whether in the broadest relationships of life competition or cooperation best comports with the law of the kingdom which is the law of family love there can be no doubt about the answer competition of a sort a generous emulation which quickens our best talent and brings into play our most abundant resources there may be between mother and son even between brother and brother but not for bread but the law of love will not work in the world men say true it will not work any man a temporal advantage so long as self-interest is a stronger and a commoner motive than love but we may not therefore wait till all men shall have agreed together to act only according to this law for it is already the law of the kingdom of god can we not say as much as plato says at the end of his sketch of an ideal republic he admits the objection that no such state is to be found on earth but he replies in heaven there is laid up a pattern of such a city and he who desires may behold this and beholding govern himself accordingly but whether there really is or ever will be such an one is of no importance to him for he will act according to the laws of that city and of no other thy kingdom come o lord thy kingdom of love and brotherhood when in every lonely little one the lonely mother will behold a son in every weak one for whom christ died a man will behold his brother on earth as it is in heaven jesus reigns from the tree and his third word proclaims the royal law end of section four